0: Hello, hello, listeners to the Third Way podcast. Um, I am joined today by uh, Laura Grant, someone I've followed on Instagram for a couple of years now. As I began, I think largely thanks to Megan Watterson um, to dig into kind of what it means, the divine feminine and the divine masculine, what that means. And it remains a top three interesting topic for me. And um, Laura, uh, her feed, the Woken Mind on her, on Instagram is it's one of those, I'm sure we all have people we follow like this, where I, I swear I, I like every post and I, and I could share every post. I probably, Laura, have shared your posts with my partner more than anybody else's. Um, so welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: So you, you say you, you call yourself a, a masculine feminine energy coach and intuitive healer. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, so a masculine feminine energy teacher, an intuitive coach, Okay. either way.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and before we get into our kind of our three questions, I'm curious of how long have you been doing this, this, you know, where you're, you've been given these gifts, and it's a, it seems very apparent that it is a, a spiritual gift combined with some sort of skill that you have of communicating very complex things in simple ways. How long have you been doing this?
1: Well, I've been writing, uh, I guess, in, with spiritual wisdom as, you know, my inspiration for about 10 years, but it wasn't until, I want to say about three and a half years ago that I started a blog, mm-hmm. and then that blog blossomed into my business, The Woken Mind. and then I really began to narrow down on the topic of masculine and feminine energy. Mm -hmm. um, probably, you know, right before you started following me. So it hasn't, it hasn't been a long time that I've focused specifically on masculine and feminine. So it's only been a few years, Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: spirituality and spiritual writing Mm -hmm. and research, spiritual research is something I've been doing for, for a while now.
0: Interesting. Wow. Well, the topic is in your title. We're going to talk about masculine and feminine energy. Um, and so, the first question that I, I wanted to ask you, and then we will both, we'll both answer all three of these questions, is what do you think is a, the most common misconceptions about feminine and masculine energies? What do you hear that you have to kind of help people unlearn?
1: Yeah, so you know, the biggest one, I would say, is that people get caught up on the gender, Yeah, right so it it can be challenging because we've created these identities that are formed around gender so when we're speaking of the energy people are you know they tend to stick to that traditional understanding of when you talk about masculinity or femininity so to get people to this place where they understand that we hold both but even though we do hold both we can have a core energy uh, that that's the tricky part and that that would be the biggest misconception that i see and you know again with that said it's like once once we transition to this idea that okay you have both energies then then i have to deal with the misconception that you can't have a core energy right. so you know it, it kind of goes both ways here where it's like we're trying to stay away from the gender um and see it more as energy but then still explain that you know you could be a conscious masculine or a conscious feminine because that's you know the energy that you're truly embodying
0: yeah it's interesting to me that this is being kind of been reintroduced over the last few years of something that may be one of the oldest um models for describing energy you know in the in 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 all of history you know goes back to the yin and the yang and chaos and order. And, um, you know, the, even like in um, Jewish and Christian teachings of, you know, the father, the the father and the son and the and the spirit, you know, that type of, that type of thing the, the, where the spirit, like in um, the book of uh, Proverbs is, re- wisdom is referred to as a she and Greeks referred to wisdom as Sophia, obviously a feminized name. And, and I think I'm with you. Like when I have this conversation, especially as a, 51 year old white guy, you know, like w- me talking about this stuff, I think sometimes makes people uncomfortable because I'm also a big dude. I'm 63 235 pounds um, tattoos. You know, it's like me talking about, I don't, I'm not, I don't have a man bun and wear those like, you know, baggy yoga uh, uh, shorts, you know <laughs> you know what I mean? That guy. Uh, yeah. Yes. And uh, I think you, I, I'm with you in this idea that you, um, they think it's gender. And I always point out, it's not. I think the other misconception is that it's, but this is very much kind of a, uh, a relic of the massive influence of religion on the United States, which is that, that there's sort of a better half, this concept of I'm a half a person, you're a half a person, I bring the masculine, you bring the feminine. And I I know firsthand, it doesn't work that way. Um, And so, I, I tell um, men in particular that the easiest way, and I'm curious, it's kind of a sub-question to this, this question is the easiest way, the easiest sort of framework to understand this is that the feminine is the heart and the masculine is the mind. Now, does that mean that it's that binary? No, but it's a useful framework to describe that um, the, 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 the difference between the two and that as, as, as a man in the sense of gender, I have to get into my heart, or I'm not a complete person. I'm operating only with half the energy that's available. And I would even go so far to say and be very bold here, that if you haven't connected to your heart, you're not you don't have you don't have masculine energy, either you have some sort of either unhealthy, misogynistic energy, or you got beta energy and drive a minivan and wear, you know, tuck your pajama pants in, you know, that type of thing. You know, so I'm curious, do you think that that's is that a simple framework? Do you think I'm do you think that's a good way to explain it to people when we're talking about masculine and, and feminine energy?
1: I think that's an excellent way to frame this. And I tend to do the same. I'll explain it as, you know, the masculine is the head, the feminine is the heart. Okay. Or another way I tend to break it down is with the left hemisphere, right hemisphere of the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of my favorite ways is the soul and the ego. Mm. and when i'm speaking of the ego you know if the ego is in union with the soul then this is the higher self right this is birth when they come together they're birthing the higher self yes yes so this you know this is how these are these terms that we use to explain energy which is so challenging because you know how do you explain right. energy right it's not something you can really see and then that also then adds another misconception actually too because people you know say okay i am a divine feminine i am a divine mm-hmm. masculine well you embody the energy right? right so our goal is to embody the energy and like you said this has been taught really since the beginning of time yeah spoke of this we we saw it emerge again with young right with the anima yeah, and the animus right, yeah, and all that right. so it's kind of always been there but it, it has like it, it has these dips where it like goes into the shadows and then it re-emerges right. to the conscious yeah. the, the consciousness so yeah i think i think we just you know we try to explain it in the best way that we can and eventually i think for for people it just clicks
0: yeah I agree. And you look, I'm a history nerd and you look at sort of cyclical history about every 80 to 100 years is when it kind of crops, pops back up again. So um, there was the, um, you know, the age of enlightenment in the, you know, with like Walt Whitman and um, uh, in various philosophers and stuff in the late 1800s. And that's where they started, like some of Whitman's poetry is very much about his feminine side, if you want to call it that. Um, And. Evelyn Underhill and her sort of early feminine, Christi- feminist Christianity take um, was was has been is interesting. So, a lot of your teachings, as far as I can, you know, just as as I'm learning from you, so I can say what I've learned from you is that the it's intended that the masculine and the feminine are integrated within us, like you said, of the to create a higher self. So, we would if you we present this to a group of people, let's say you and I were having a panel discussion, you and I are having some sort of discussion, there's a room full of people. Um, I think a common question that I hear is, is, is the sort of, so what, and the way I put it in the question to you in advance of this is, what is, what are some of the more notable life changes that happen when you integrate these energies within yourself? What do you see? What do you witness? What do you become? What do you notice?
1: Yeah, I, I, that's a wonderful question, right? It's like, what, why are we doing this? <laughs> What's the purpose? Well, you know, one reason we do this is because it allows us to manifest higher quality or higher frequency experiences in our lives. Mm-hmm. And those experiences are not just limited to our relationships, because many people think, okay, so masculine, feminine energy, this has to do with my relationship, mm-hmm. right? It goes further than that. And, and what we're really trying to do is get to this point where we are integrating, you know, and you said it perfectly, right? It used to be called Sophia, right? The divine feminine, that mm-hmm. divine feminine energy back into the patriarchy, back into the system so that everything that we create here on this planet is infused with the spirit with the soul with the heart instead of these just kind of like empty mindless tasks and systems that are just there to serve materialism and serve the ego yeah that's you know that's the main reason why i personally teach this um you know that's what i advocate for that's what i'm here to see right the building Mm -hmm. of new systems and structures and then also those systems and structures, they they come back down to the micro, right? So we're also looking at conscious family systems, Mm -hmm. just relationships as well. But Mm -hmm. conscious people are what build these things, right? And they're not going to build themselves.
0: So in order to
1: create this conscious world, we all have to first become conscious. And that's what we're doing when we bring these energies together because we become sovereign when these two energies are in union within us.
0: Yeah, I think that's, uh, it's kind of the, 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 the term woke versus awake. I love that, that you have woken, which is not the same as woke, you know, this culture of what I I referred to it as sort of neo fundamentalism. It's like this purity culture, like I'm woke, you know, because I have, I hold these beliefs and, and one of those common is a bit of a disparaging of the masculine, um, on the other end of the spectrum, you have the classic patriarchal structures. You see this with like the MAGA crowd, you know, the the, the Trump crowd and all as this very sort of testosterone soaked, uh, bloviating. It's not like and that that a real this is what a real man is like, which is bullshit um, and dangerous and destructive. Um, and so when I think of this integration of the life change for myself, I can only, I speak to myself and I can witness it in a few other people, but the first thing is that, as, a, as, as as I noticed, is that when you integrate these two, you begin to have what I call um, ICE, ICE, which is our immersive creative experiences. So everything becomes more vibrant. You could be washing the dishes, or um, go, getting groceries, or you know stuff that's task oriented. It was like, wow, this is like a Zen ritual unto itself. Um, and then, then also creative output, you know, that there's a birthing of that sacral energy when it's combined together, it makes something, you know, there's this deep impulse to go make something in the world. Once you, once you've integrated, um, to make idea babies essentially. And I think another one is just as a general observation is you become a threat to the system because if you're integrated and you're a high conscious person, you have little use for government and little use for religion and education, frankly. I mean, those are important things. I'm not disparaging them, but your dependency on those systems is greatly reduced. Um, so those are some, that's more of a macro thing, but I think there's this thing that people don't realize is like I, you, when you integrate, you look around, you go like, why do I have all this shit? You know, why do I, why am I doing this? Why do I have this job? Why do I live here? Like, you know, um, it changes relationships. There's all kinds of things that will happen. That's why, you know, the common saying is the truth will set you free, but first it will fuck you up, you know, that type of thing. Yes.
1: I, I just, I love everything you just said, Justin. It's, it's so true. This is what, and, and, and that's why there's this, you know, push to keep these two energies separated because when people have these energies separating, separated, especially when we look at the hemispheres of the brain, people are easily controllable mm-hmm. when the left and right hemispheres of the brain and their soul and ego and their heart and their head are not in alignment. Yes, so it allows for these codependent systems and structures, yes. and then it allows for the creation of these distorted. Yeah. organizations and systems and, and pol- politics, right? It's yeah. huge. We see it so much here in America because we've got the split, like yeah. right in front of our face with left right. and right. It's like you choose this side or this side, right? And there's no integration. So yeah. then we don't have freedom of thought. We don't have sovereign autonomous individuals.
0: Yes, 100%. And integrated people. um, Well, there's not enough of us to be a target audience. So we're not really marketed to. There's a lot of what I call woke washing with brands where they're pretending to be enlightened. And uh, my point is, all right, show me your board of directors. If if you're enlightened, your board of directors will look different. If you're not, it's just, you're just trying to sell shit. So maybe I'm a skeptical Gen Xer, but Well, the last question is related to sort of the integration in a relationship. Again, taking gender off the table, David Didis, a way of the superior man, has been an influence. Obviously your your writings have influenced me on this too, is when you're in a conscious relationship, to me, that is someone that has also integrated their feminine and masculine, and then they have a more dominant one. So using myself as an example, I have more dominant masculine energy, but definitely a strong feminine energy. My partner, Virginia, very strong masculine energy, but ultimately, to me, the embodiment of divine femininity in a lot of in many many ways. And so, within that realm of interaction of the of the of the integrated divine and feminine, how do you see that playing out in relationships? How do you see it playing out in uh, what would be considered your primary, you know, like a marriage or your primary intimate relationship?
1: Yeah, that's a wonderful question. Again it tends to shift, right? Because we're constantly changing. We're constantly evolving. Mm -hmm. And if we, if we're here and we have a growth mindset, we understand that, you know, getting to that balance is, is kind of a constant struggle you could say. Right. And, and the whole point of conflict is to achieve growth. So in our relationships, we're constantly getting feedback from another person on how we can respond in a way that can be conducive to, you know, fostering, you know, development and growth of the relationship rather than stagnant energy. Mm-hmm. So what I tend to see, especially when I'm working with people in relationship, is that what, what we need to do is get to this place of um, fluidity where we can move through the two energies and then you do find that, you know, there's this, this comfortable energy. That's like, you know, that's, it's where you thrive the most mm-hmm. and, and you can be in that energy, but also know at the same time that you can go into the other so that you are not codependent on the other person. Right. So you don't mm-hmm. see the other person as being, as you were said earlier, um, the one that completes you, mm-hmm. the one that fills you up because this is a codependent system. This is a codependent structure. So mm-hmm. it to know that you embody both aspects and then your partner then demonstrates that core energy in a way um in a very tangible way in the relationship but you don't need them right you desire them you want to have them in your life but you don't you, you don't lean on them right as much that's what a true conscious relationship is it's the coming together of four energies i always say um, it's not you know, two people coming to complete each other and, and two halves mm-hmm. of a whole. And once we get into that, again, that goes back to the sovereignty. That goes back to um, you know, detaching from all these systems and really stepping into your independence, which then allows you to break from all the old cycles and structures. And then in relationships, what we tend to see is those people that come into these relationships where they have both energies they tend to break all the ancestral patterns mm. in their family's lineage. So mm. you know it can be like a power couple, and we think of oh, a power couple, is someone who's like successful on the world stage. Well, no, I really see a power couple as a conscious couple who's come in to break all the old yeah. patterns from yes. their ancestral lineage.
0: Yes, boy, oh, yes to all that. Um, I think um, what I've experienced in you know a conscious relationship um is first of all that the divine feminine is you know there's is a reason like you know kali the, the hindu god of, goddess of destruction and this is something that is we'd like it to be seen as like the feminine is just all nurturing and loving and everything and it is but it is a destroyer of untruth it's a destroyer of, to put it in more contemporary terms, as destroyer, a pointing out and a destroying of bullshit that men have. Uh, but it would be lower conscious or ego based masculinity. Um, I think that the, the so that has played out in my relationship where my my partner she is she is a mirror. I think all relationships are a hall of mirrors, but but when you're in a conscious relationship, it's a mirror that does not lie. And a, a, a specific example of that is. The realization: both of us are trauma trauma survivors uh, from both childhood trauma and then um, emotional trauma later in life, and those played out. And uh, what's interesting is that she doesn't trigger me. Um, my narratives about her sometimes trigger me, but I'm aware that I, she doesn't do anything to trigger me. No behavior. She, it, but I trigger her, and so my my reaction to that is to is more the unconscious masculine or low conscious masculine, which is reassurance and order. You know, everything's fine. I'm sorry mm-hmm. I did that. But what I've realized in recent days is that if I'm triggering her, it's something I need to look at. Mm-hmm. And it's, which is a huge epiphany because then what I realized is that it's almost always a fear response from me that manifests subconsciously as control. And if Definitely. there's anything that divine feminine, and the divine masculine do not like, it's control. And yeah. so that's one, I think another area that it shows up is, um, cre- is creativity, um, in the sense of, um, like it's amazing what you can create when there's no power dynamic, there's no like, struggle for authority, there's no hierarchical system. They're just two sentient whole beings building life together or building things together. And I think that's a another natural output what has been called over the years Visica Pisces um, you know this idea of the divine feminine the divine masculine coming together to create something create art create change create other humans sometimes um, and one thing I haven't figured out yet and maybe you can answer this is I'm not sure what the divine masculine does for the feminine I haven't figured that out yet do you do you know like uh, what, what it does that that, that that's yeah enlighten me yeah yeah
1: and and that's because we are really building this new archetype i would say we really haven't seen really truly the divine masculine and the divine feminine show up in a sense where it can be sustainable for long periods of time Mm. so this is really coming up right now because we're seeing you know it's like the divine feminine really is grounding in the collective consciousness in a way that she never has before Mm -hmm. and so all of us with our masculine energy are kind of like okay so what do we do with her (laughs) what do we do here now with our ego with our masculine energy and what i will tell you is that from my perspective the divine masculine is a protector and a provider for feminine energy That's really the sole purpose there is to serve as this safe container to allow that feminine spirituality and creativity to be expressed in a way that it feels, you know, safe. And, you know, I I love what you said about, you know, you realize now with your relationship with your partner that, you know, if if you're triggering her, then there's something for you to reflect on. Mm -hmm. And, And that's that feminine testing, right? And it's not manipulation so important that we don't see it that way because that's just sort of toxic feminine energy yeah it's just when the feminine is in her natural state and she's responding to whatever kind of stimulus is coming from the masculine she responds authentically and that authentic response sometimes triggers these shadows and lower patterns to come to the surface to be seen least so it's a gift i would say
0: all the time not even sometimes
1: (laughs) a lot of the time a lot of the time, right especially just where we are at in the collective consciousness because we are building we are creating the divine masculine all of us together so you know whether you're core feminine or you're core masculine you're working on on helping your masculine energy to figure out how to support the divine feminine right now
0: yeah boy i i mean we're only going to post the audio of this but. Uh, I don't know if you saw me shiver, like I shivered when you said that about the protector because I knew that. And But it's not about control protection. It's, it's, um, it's something else. And a, and a weird, beautiful story here is um, I was out for a walk after uh, just, I've been dealing with a lot of negativity in, in myself, inside of myself. And one of the things I know to do is just go out and move. And so I was at a park and i saw this lady with binoculars and i said what are you, what are you looking at and she goes i said, there's a woodpecker i'm like oh that's cool and I, you could hear it you know da 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 da, da. i didn't think any more of it i get home and later that night um uh, my partner's son who i call my son now too um he found some chocolate from colombia in the closet that'd been there for a long time in the pantry and, and my partner was explaining to him what the, what it was like, it was this treat called jet is the name of the brand. And, and, but they, she said inside of it, there's a little, there's always a little message of something like a, like a, a card or something. So he opens it and it's a picture of a woodpecker. And you start to think about like, Whoa, like what are the odds? I mean, they're crazy. I, I don't even know how to map that out. Well, then I looked up what, Woodpecker means an indigenous culture and it means protector. And that was just like, it was most like, like, wow, like that type of stuff. You can't, this is why, this is why I can't be an atheist. (laughs) You know, like this is why I believe in, you know, some sort of divine force, because that's the kind of stuff that you're like, okay, I'm on the right path. I got a lot of work to do with unconscious, unconscious or low conscious masculinity, but I'm on the right path
1: yes oh i love that i love that story and it's it's so true the universe is always speaking to us and speaking to us in symbols right so because it's you know those messages that have to get you know they have to get past the ego Mm -hmm. so they cannot come in in something that we can process through the logical mind it Mm -hmm. has to be something that's going to stimulate us at a deeper level yeah and that does, right? When we see these synchronicities, when the natural world is speaking to us and that protection is definitely, I mean, it's really coming up in the collective right now. We, we need strong masculine energy that can protect and provide for the divine feminine.
0: Yeah, yeah it's that like, where, where have all the, what was the song from the 90? Where have all the cowboys gone?
1: Cowboys. Yes, yeah. yeah.
0: And like, where, where was that? Like this sort of the like conscious, like the conscious alpha, you know, the Viking with a conscious conscience, you know, like a, 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 an awakened Viking. Like I want that, you know, that's, I want to embody that in every way. And that, then that means being a protector, but I can't do it in a way that is ever misconstrued no matter what my intention is, is controlling. Um, yeah so it's interesting you brought up the you know that's another area of like well what is like lower conscious femininity and my observation is it's similar to what you said is what i call bewitching uh which is you know the it's basically manipulation it's it's using feminine to manipulate i look at that though the reason i think that that is there is because of things like the patriarchy is you got to use what you which you the only the powers you have you know and that's why I don't, I don't, I, I, I want to see what happens. I hope I live long enough to see more integration in society. I see it in relationships more and more. I see it in teachings like yours and uh, Lauren Cran, who I mentioned before we hit record. And so there's, I feel hopeful. And the cool thing about this, Laura, we all have this in us. We don't need to go out and buy it. We don't need to go get a divinity degree. Maybe we need a little guidance and coaching from, from people like you, um but we don't need to it's not complicated it's like observe your head and connect to your heart
1: absolutely absolutely it's all in there that's you know that's why I call myself an intuitive coach right so because the people that I work with I'm just serving as a reflection for them we're looking at their circumstances we're looking at what's coming up in their life because I'm a strong advocate that, you know, in order to shift energy, you have to work with what's happening in your life. I mean, that's the balance between the masculine and the feminine, right? Yeah. Um, you can't just sit um, on a mountain in isolation and meditate. You have to work with what you've yeah. got. And, you know, we have all of the information, that's the divine feminine within us that has the ability to reflect on what's happening in the external and yeah. make sense of it, yeah. and, and come to some sort of conclusion. And I'm I'm with you. I and you know it's interesting you brought up the you know what does this distorted feminine look like? Because I'm going to be posting about that this week. It's been coming up so much this week. Mm-hmm. I've gotten questions about it. <laughs> um, so that's really coming up. Mm-hmm. And you, we cannot have you know everyone says the toxic masculine. You know we're always looking at the toxic masculine. Yeah, right. There can't be toxic masculine without toxic feminine. Right. So I do feel that in order to really see this rise of divine masculine energy, there's going to have to be a little bit of a pushback. Yes. With the toxic feminine energy. Yeah,
0: yeah, like the next wave of feminism, really, you know, which is about yeah. integration. Um, and yeah, that's fascinating. Well, I could talk to you for many hours about this, but for the sake of the format, I'll go ahead and end the conversation. I'll put uh, links to your Instagram website and all that in the show notes. Um, And thank you so much for doing this. It was a fascinating and fun conversation.
1: Yes, this is wonderful. I really appreciate this conversation. And uh, I'm just, I'm grateful to be here that, you know, that so many people are, are finally, you know, seeing this, that we've known this all along. Like you said, this, this knowledge lives in all of us. Right. So it's, just, it's a remembrance.
0: Yes, exactly. Thank you so much.